0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back for the next installment of the Rocky Mountain MIREC Short Takes on Suicide Prevention podcast. I'm your host, Adam Hofberg, and today we are really excited to have Katie Yuhas on the show. Katie is with the Dissemination and Training Division of the National Center for PTSD, and she's going to come on today to talk about her really innovative Cards for Connection project. So welcome, Katie.
1: Hi, Adam. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, so lovely to have you on the show today. So let's start with a little introduction and background. How did you come to be in your position at the National Center for PTSD?
1: I actually started at the National Center about seven years ago. My husband took a position in California, so we moved out there from Maryland. And I had been working... primarily with children when I lived in Maryland. And when I moved to California, I needed to switch gears a little bit. And both of my parents are actually career Navy veterans. And so when I saw a posting at the National Center, it was something that sort of resonated with me and felt like it would be a good fit. And I have just really enjoyed it. And so I've, I've been there for a long time. I work primarily on educational product development and program management and um really just trying to create resources that veterans and family members can use and figuring out the best way to get those resources into their hands.
0: Wonderful, well that's a great segue into today's topic. So today we wanna talk about one of the educational products that uh, you are involved with called the Cards for Connection. What are they?
1: So they are very simple. They are functional playing cards. And the unique aspect to them is that the front of each card has a different message. And this was something that came about in 2018 because I do a lot of community outreach on behalf of the National Center for PTSD. And I was noticing that there were more and more people asking for resources for homeless veterans specifically. And we have a lot of fantastic resources, but most of them are either on the internet or they're paper. And what I found when I was talking to people is that the veterans who are experiencing homelessness don't always have reliable access to the internet. And if we were to give them paper products, you know, they're not that durable, they might be torn, they might get lost. Um, So we wanted to think about something that would give them key information, so critical resources to help them get connected to VA care. That would also be a little bit more durable. And whenever you're creating a product, you know, if you can think about something that might... Serve an additional functional purpose um, that can make it more likely that the people who are receiving it will hold on to it because it's something they can use more often or it's not just the information that you're giving them. And so, as I was sort of mulling this over in my head, I had talked to a bunch of different people um, trying to get ideas. And one of the things that I saw from the Veterans Crisis Line were these plastic coated cards uh, that just fit in your wallet. So, they were small, they were durable, and easy to carry, easy to access. And I thought if one card's good, then maybe 52 cards would be amazing and we could convey so much more information on 52 cards instead of one. And so then I, I thought, you know, maybe we could do something with a deck of playing cards.
0: Yeah, I I I think this is a very inspired idea. I actually have a deck right in front of me. Like you mentioned, first of all, it's a playable deck of cards, which is wonderful um, in and of itself, all the social opportunities potentially generated from playing cards but like you said it's so much more than that Uh, and each card has a message on it so talk us through what what kind of uh went into the development of the messages on the cards
1: yeah so we worked with the vha innovators network which is a great program that exists for staff all across va um, to help fund ideas from frontline staff that uh don't necessarily fit into the bucket of research, per se, or uh, operations. You know, these are ideas that might make the lives of veterans better. They might help out staff in some way, but sometimes they're a little bit outside of the box. And so I took this Cards idea to them and did get uh, $10,000 of of SPARK funding, is what they call it, and we used that money to conduct focus groups with veterans who had experienced homelessness previously. Um, veterans who are currently in programs and also with the VA staff that work directly with them. And in talking to these different individuals, we found that the number one thing that people felt like they didn't hear enough were actually positive affirmations. So things that would make them feel good about themselves. So for example, there's a card that says, I have a purpose. And that's one that comes up over and over again, that really resonates with people. Um, Another one is I am worth it. Another type of information that we wanted to convey I already mentioned, which are the critical phone numbers, and that was sort of where we started. We said, okay, what are the most important numbers that people should have if they're a veteran to get connected with either crisis resources or access to programs, healthcare. Particularly if they're homeless, we actually have a national number for homeless veterans. And when I talked to veterans and the focus groups, I found that before they had gotten connected to VA, they actually didn't realize a lot of these resources existed. So in talking to them and to the VA staff who work with them, we were able to sort of Put together a short list of the top things that people would know, and some of them are things that you might actually think everybody would already know. So, for example, nine one one is one of the cards. But what we found is that people sometimes don't think that they're worth the time of of emergency responders. So they talked about you know getting injured or having their bag stolen, and they thought, well, there's no point in notifying the police because you know this is just something that happens. Um, and VA staff felt strongly that they needed to know that, no, this is not something that you should just let go. You know, you you should feel empowered to call and report if if you were hurt or if something happened to, to your possessions. So, you know, that's sort of one end of the spectrum. And then the other end, we wanted to highlight programs that exist for a number of different minority groups, I guess. And so, for example, we have the Women Veterans Call Line, uh, which is a a line specifically for women veterans. And they're actually wonderful. I tested out all of the phone numbers myself, and they picked up the fastest, maybe in like one ring. And they can help women get connected to any of the resources that exist within VA that are specifically designed for women veterans or things that are for all veterans. Um, So that's another great one that's in there. I was going to say we have other things as well. So we wanted people to have a few techniques that they could use to cope in the moment if they were experiencing uh, stress or, you know, they were having a hard time. So we included a number of grounding techniques. So things like name three things that you can see right now. Uh, There's another one that's put your put a hand on your your heart and one hand on your stomach and just take Three deep breaths so you can feel, you know, the breaths coming in and out. And I should say that the messages on the cards are all very short. We tried to keep them very simple and just include the sort of most essential information somebody might need to do whatever the tool was in the moment.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I thought it was just so funny, actually, because as you were talking about the Women Veterans Call Center, I just happened to have the jack of hearts uh, near the top. And I was just looking at that card almost at the same time as you were saying it. So um, yeah, really cool. Like I'm looking here at the seven of spades. And I notice here that some of these actually even have uh, spaces to write in. So this one's asking if the veteran needs a medication refill, what number can they call? Write down the number from your bottle so that you can have it for easy access. So, I mean, talk us through those ones where you write in things.
1: Yeah. So that was something actually that came up in both groups, but in different ways. So VA staff felt like there were often things that they wish their patients, um, that veterans would con- contact them about, that they wouldn't wait until they had a scheduled appointment. If there was something that had come up that they felt like they needed help with, um, and medication refills were one of those. There's another card that says, you know, check in with your body. How are you feeling today? Um, And so we included some of those cards. And then for easy access, as you said, we have a space where they can just write in the phone number. So if there's a VA staff person who's working with somebody, um, they can go ahead and pull out one of those cards and actually write their number on there. And then they don't have to worry about the veteran losing their number or losing access to um, their direct line. We also, when we were talking to the veterans, they said, you know, a lot of times you don't have something to write with in the moment. You do want to write something down. So we ended up purchasing mini permanent markers that actually are enclosed in the box with the cards so that people are able to quickly in the moment pull something out and actually write on there. Um, And it's funny because we did follow-up focus groups with veterans once we had our, our prototype deck and they all were like, oh, you know, this is great. We love that you can write on this, but it doesn't work with a regular pen. And then I whipped out my mini permanent markers, and they were like, oh, this is amazing. You know, everybody loves markers. Um, so it was sort of a, an added bonus that actually served a, a functional purpose with the cards, but they really appreciated having it as an additional tool.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking at one of these kits now, and um, for our listeners, we'll certainly include a picture of it but you like you said it's in this plastic case you have this uh full deck of cards and then right along with it this mini permanent marker that also has a clip and information about the national center for ptsd so it's kind of just such a great package uh with all this helpful information and again super useful for somebody who wants to connect socially and play a game of cards.
1: Yeah. And, you know, when we started sending these out to different VAs, um, our initial project, we had three project sites. So we had San Francisco VA, VA Palo Alto, which is where I was stationed, and then uh, White River Junction the VA in White River Junction, Vermont. And with those three VAs, you know, they're very different geographically. We had urban and rural veterans. um, And we found that everybody across the board really liked the cards. And the VA staff said that they were a great icebreaker. A lot of times, you know, if you're going out and doing outreach, it's kind of, tough to to find things to talk about sometimes. Um, But if you pull out the cards, you know, it's an easy thing to start a conversation around. And in groups also, we found that veterans were really enjoying using them in group settings. And we actually did a couple of additional focus groups in a group setting. And people very quickly started talking about sort of Topics that sometimes they wouldn't be as comfortable talking about, but it didn't feel like it was this really heavy thing because they were just playing a game of cards while they were having this conversation. So I think it facilitates a connection, whether it's on an individual level or in a group setting. We've also heard about people using them informal groups where they would pass out the cards and everybody would take one card and they would say, okay, you know, I want you to read the card out loud and then you can talk about what it means to you. And that might be demonstrating the skill that's on it. It might be talking about, um, there are some that are sort of thought provoking. So they prompt you to think about where you wanted to be, um, where you, where you could see yourself in five years. Um, there's another one that, that talks about, you know, what was your, purpose when you were a child and what's your purpose now? So it's sort of reflective to get you thinking about the fact that this moment is not the only, the be-all and end-all of your experience. And, you know, that really resonated with people as well, that they appreciated this opportunity to talk about things that could be serious and could be something that's really meaningful to them, but it was in a sort of low burden way.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's wonderful how thoughtful you all were about developing the messages on the cards and using veteran focus groups to make sure it's really veteran centered and what folks want. And, you know, I can say personally, uh, we have an event, um, for Memorial day and I am super stoked to have some of these cards available at the table. And, and again, like you said, maybe it can spark that conversation and break down that, that barrier to addressing mental health and, um, and other needs that sort of just holistically help somebody live a healthier life. So, um, it's really, really cool.
1: We've gotten a lot of great feedback as well from um, from different veterans who have received the card. So in addition to having the mini permanent marker, there's also a self-addressed stamped postcard, and it has just a few simple questions on the back. Um, it asks if the recipient's a veteran, have you played with the cards? What's your favorite card message and least favorite card message? Have you used any of the skills or phone numbers? And then how much do you like the cards essentially? Um, do you hate them, don't like them, think they're okay, like them or love them? Uh, so I can say that in addition to talking to people in person and getting a lot of direct feedback, we've gotten a lot of anonymous feedback as well. And that's been really exciting because when we used our prototype deck that I mentioned earlier, we only had 2000 decks and they went primarily to our three project sites. Um, and overall, the people who mailed in the postcards said that they were veterans They liked or loved the cards, which was great to hear. Um, Most of them actually said that they used the skills on the card more than playing with them or using the phone numbers, which we were kind of surprised by, but up to a third of them did actually use the phone numbers on the cards as well. So it was just really reassuring to know that people were using them how we expected them to, and they were getting into the right hands. Um, And for the question about what's your favorite card message or your least favorite card message, that actually allowed us to tweak some of the messages on the cards. So there were some that were coming up um, more than once where people were saying, Yeah, I, I don't like this one. And so we were able to take that back to additional veteran focus groups and say, Okay, you know, what about this card seems problematic? And actually, unprompted in some of those groups, veterans were live sorting. And so they were making a pile of the cards that really, meant a lot to them. And then the cards that they didn't really like or, or just felt sort of neutral about. Um, so we were able to revise the cards and purchase 13,000 more decks, which we're now in the process of distributing across the country. Um, and so far, we've only gotten a handful of those anonymous postcards back for this round. But the feedback is much the same, that they're going directly to veterans, that they either like them or they love them. Um, and they are using both the skills and the phone numbers in addition to playing with them.
0: Great. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that feedback loop because when I opened the deck and I saw that, uh, again, like you mentioned, pre-stamped, so kind of lowering that barrier and similar to having you know these physical cards with numbers in front of them, it's a physical postcard you can mail back. It's not a URL to some survey. It's directly in your hands. Fill this out with the pen we included. So, I mean, it's just a really cool approach to kind of make sure that these cards stay true to their intended purpose.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's um, the idea of one of my colleagues, actually, when I first presented this idea early on, he said, you know, you just have to find a way to get feedback. And he's a, a longtime researcher. And we said, well, you know, it's, it's a product that's going out into the world, and it's hard to know. And people did suggest doing an online survey, but also with this population, which we originally targeted veterans who have experienced homelessness, um, they don't necessarily have that internet access. So it just didn't seem like a good fit for what what we were doing. And the postcard is, is very simple. It's old school, but I think people like it. I think it's always nice to get mail and it feels good to be able to feel like you're contributing to potentially help other veterans with this product. Um, And we are hoping to do some additional focus groups at some point. Um, So we'll be able to follow up with veterans who've used the cards for a month. I think it's a month to three months to see, you know, are they actually playing with them routinely? Is it something they just pull out? Are they using them in times of stress? You know, we'd like to get a little bit more specific information about how and when people are using them. Um, and we don't have any current plans for research, but you know, at some point maybe we might turn this into something that we formally publish. For the most part, we've really focused, though, on just making sure that these resources get out to the people who could most benefit them. And I've been really happily surprised after releasing a blog post on the VA Vantage Point site in early January with just how many responses I received, literally hundreds from individual veterans, family members, VA staff, and also community organizations. So um, veteran-level departments at sort of the state level and – all the way down to your local vet center or American Legion where people just said, you know, this seems like a great idea and we would love to have these to offer to veterans. And so I've been mailing out just from my, my house, I have a little packaging center set up, uh, mailing out individual decks to people who just requested one or two. And then we're also doing a lot of larger orders to uh, primarily VA staff. And I believe we sent them to over sixty. VA facilities at this point. So it is something that's, that's growing. We're getting it out there in the world as quickly as we can.
0: Yeah, Katie, it definitely is gathering some momentum. I mean, I can speak personally. I, I heard about this project through your posts on social media, on Twitter, and it, you're doing a really wonderful job of getting the word out about it. Um, like you said, the Vantage Point blog, what, what other um, avenues are you taking to help spread the word? And also, how can folks uh, potentially get a hold of deck themselves?
1: So I think that social media plays a really important role in helping to share things live. You know, I work, as I mentioned, with a lot of researchers, and there are a lot of people who um, spend years working to develop an academic paper and and getting the results out in the world. And I think that that's wonderful, and there's absolutely a place for that. Um, but with these simple products and you know product marketing more generally, it's really just about sharing the resource with people. And so we've tried to share a lot on different social media channels. We also created a brief news video for um, the Veteran News Network, which is a new resource that VA stood up uh, to help share just short pieces with veterans. And it plays in waiting rooms across healthcare systems. Um, It also plays on YouTube and they usually release posts on the VA's official social media channels as well. So we have a, a brief segment on one of those that's available If people are interested in getting a deck, the best way, honestly, is to reach out via the Diffusion Marketplace, which is a new resource that was set up uh, by the VA Innovators Network, which I mentioned early on. And... Since our practice has done really well and people have been really interested in it, we have just some information on there for other VAs or people in the general public who are interested in creating a resource like this or even adopting our cards into a system that they already have. Um, And my contact information is on there as well so that they can uh, reach out. And uh, I can also just tell you my email address if that's okay. Uh, so people can email me directly, and I would say that's the best way if there's somebody who would just like one deck or two decks for a specific veteran or family member. My email address is Catherine, K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, dot UHAS, J-U-H-A-S-Z, at VA.gov. And if they email me, um, we will try to get that out to them just in a couple of weeks, and we've been really successful, as I said, with distributing the decks that we ordered this last time around. Um, And so we're actually back ordered right now, but I'm hoping uh, that we will have more decks in the near future, and we're going to just keep getting them out there into the world as quickly as we can. The main reason, of course, is because we do want to make sure that veterans are getting connected to CARE whenever possible. And so that was really the initial impetus for creating these cards, was to make sure that people had those critical numbers. And it's really just been a wonderful experience to see how much the cards in total, have resonated with people. And I'm looking at a note right now, a handwritten card that I received back from a veteran after sending them a deck uh, that says, "Gratitude for the PTSD playing cards. I never thought they would have such a truly beneficial effect." Now you are the hero to veterans, <laughs> which um, you know I don't know how many people would say that I'm a hero. I think that's that might be a bit much, but um, it just speaks to the fact that this is a really simple resource that does resonate with people which is wonderful. That's really what we set out to achieve. And it's great to hear that we're making a difference for certain people.
0: Absolutely. And thanks for providing that info. I want to highlight that we will definitely include those links in the resource notes of the podcast so you can um, gather some more information. And just to be uh, clear, these cards are, are totally free to the end user. Is that correct?
1: They are, yeah. So I've actually, a number of the people who requested them have said, you know, how much do they cost? We're happy to pay for them. Um, But they were paid for by the VA Innovators Network, which, as I mentioned, is an awesome resource. We are looking to see if there's a specific um, VA program office. So VA has lots of different Uh, organizations within it and different offices and we're looking to see where the best fit might be for it long term Um, but for the time being both the National Center for PTSD and the Innovators Network have supported it Um, and so they're free of cost to anybody who thinks they might be helpful.
0: Excellent. Uh, Well, Katie, as we start to wind it down, um, I just again want to thank you so much for being on the show today and um, give you the opportunity to kind of just tell us through any next steps and and just bring it all together for us about uh, your vision with this project.
1: Yeah. um, Thank you again for this opportunity. I think we really just want to make sure that people are getting what they need. So this is one project of many that I've worked on. And I think it's something that's been really successful and something we see being useful to people for a long time. Um, the great thing about cards is they really don't go out of style. People can hold on to it for you know, the next year, the next 20 years. One other thing, actually, I didn't mention previously is that we found that veterans in particular were a great fit for playing cards because it's something that people do a lot when they're deployed, uh, when they're serving in the military as active duty. And so it's just something that, that fits culturally in addition to something that being being something that most people are familiar with in mainstream culture. You know, like I was saying, this is just one product among many. We also have mobile apps. Um, we create a lot of handouts and educational brochures. We do trainings both online and in person. And so if people have ideas about things that they would like to see, either to help get veterans connected to care um, or specific to PTSD, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder is a, a major issue. They're more people in the world who have been affected by trauma than those that have not. Um, And most of them won't develop PTSD, but many of them will. And so we're always trying to think about ways that we can help people uh, really just meeting them where they are. We have the mobile apps that I mentioned, which I think is my other big project. We have apps such as PTSD Coach and Mindfulness Coach, but we're always thinking of, you know, what else? So we'll see. We'll see where this project specifically goes and, and what might be next on the horizon.
0: Excellent it's so funny the synchronicity because you know here I am looking at the three of spades, which helps encourage folks to try out the PTSD coach and mindfulness coach apps so again these cards are just so useful and um I just really think they're a great resource and um, I hope this podcast can be a vehicle to help get the word out about them and um, thanks for for being so responsive to, to new ideas as well, because you know, we always want to engage with our, with our audience to make sure that the products that we are developing are, are useful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I should also mention I've had a couple of people reach out to me to see if we could tailor the decks to other populations or other groups of veterans. So, for example, there was someone who said, oh, you know, these would be great if they had Braille on them. Um, and I thought, you know, that is a great idea. So maybe we'll pursue that one. And then we're also doing some work uh, with justice involved veterans and also with um veterans who are recently transitioned out of the military. So there may be ways that, you know, the content on the cards could be further tailored to specific groups of veterans. Um, so we'll see, <laughs> but thank you again. I really appreciate the opportunity to, to share this project and um, look forward to hearing from people who are further interested.
0: Absolutely, Katie. Well, again, thanks for, for being on today. And I hope we can get you back for updates in the future about other, um, great educational tools coming out of the National Center for PTSD. Um, So thank you again for your time today. And, folks, uh, that'll do it for today. Thanks for joining us for the podcast. We hope you found the information useful, and we'd love to get your feedback. And uh, if you like what you heard today, uh, give us a follow, and make sure you tell your friends and colleagues. Till next time, join us for more interviews on important work in veterans' mental health and suicide prevention.